Jesus as our demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Welcome everyone, this is Letty Medina and I'm this week's host for Healing the Whole Person and uh, I have the great honor today of having a dear friend and brother in Christ, Deacon Brian Fisher with me in the studio. Welcome Brian. Thank you Letty, I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, I'm really excited about um, Brian coming to share his, his personal witness. He has a powerful witness of God's healing grace in his life and his mm-hmm. family's life. And it's, I think it's really important for people to hear um, just people we know from the community, the surrounding community, a local uh, deacon here who's willing to step forward and share how God has kind of transformed your life. So, again, thank you so much for your willingness to, to join me. I want to be truthful if I didn't say I was nervous, but thank you for That's having, okay. That's having okay. me here. Um, all right, so why don't we start out with the, from the very beginning? So tell us a little bit about your background, uh, how sure. you were raised. Sure. So I'll, I'll start with, um, you know, I'm one of six. You know, my parents had uh, five boys and a girl, my sister being the youngest. Uh, my parents are both from Chicago, my mom from the south side. And uh, all of us, we were living at Oak Park when I was born, but we were all born in Oak Lawn at Little Company Mary, Okay. which is a pop- popular um hospital on the south side there um fun fact I, we had six my parents had six kids in six and a half years oh my so <laughs> busy so growing up it was it was quite busy and kind of crazy um i liked it you know growing up we sure. always had people around um my brother kevin and i are irish twins so he's less i'm less than a year uh younger than him okay and my brother terry is only a year and a week younger so we moved to when I was four, so like early 1970s, we moved to Mundelein, Um, right when people were moving out of the cities. It was one of the first suburbs that came up in Mundelein. Um And we moved our family. My father had known about the area because his godfather was a farmer up in the area. Okay. So we moved. Um, we became prisoners at St. Mary's Annunciation in Mundelein. Um So needless to say, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, growing up in our house. Um, all six of us went to um, grade school there. So it was a little country school out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I think when we showed up, we became 5% of the school with <laughs> the six kids. Um, but I grew up in a house, you know, cradle Catholic. Um, you know, my parents offered just a sound, I would say typical, right, Catholic family. We prayed together. Yep. Um, you know, it was important for my parents that we went to church every Sunday. Um, we prayed before meals, you know, those kind of things to it. I remember growing up, um, and God love my mom, <laughs> making us do the rosary during Lent oh, after dinner when God we're all Jackie. little. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, doing those kind of things. So it was, um, I would say growing up, it was a solid Catholic, you know, foundation for it. I do know, um, you know, for me personally, you know, uh, you, you know, you introduced me as a deacon, in which I am, in, you know, six weeks in the making Amen. of becoming a deacon. Um, but, you know, it wasn't always that way for me. You know, I even remember in the early days um, in high school, you know, really not liking that I had to go to church, you know. When you get to the, that point where, you know, you say to yourself, like, you know, okay, I made my confirmation, this is my decision. And even... I have three kids now, but even watching them go through high school, one of the things I told my parents, though, I I didn't like it, 
didn't think that you know they should do that but in the end where i am you know these years later one of the best gifts my parents gave me was that to make us go to church it set a foundation for god to just be part of your life what what you know when you fall in the hard times or you don't know where to turn yeah um and so to you know my mom and dad i'll always be grateful for that gift yeah. and, uh, and i you know i always like to emphasize certain points as people come and share their stories and anyone who's listening who has you know who has children who are maybe grumbling a little bit about not wanting to go to church you know try to persevere as parents to set that example yeah. and to set the boundaries for them because it truly does lay a foundation for their entire lives even if they're not enjoying it at this time right and brian's a perfect example yeah i would that. say you know my middle one was the same way my youngest one saying you know i don't want to go to church and Fortunately, I had my mom to fall back. I'm like, my mom made me do it. You're doing it. <laughs> see? <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, they're young adults now, and I see even in their own life, they, they're kind si of saying the same thing. I They're like, thank, you know, thank God that we have that, at least that foundation to fall back on when things get tough because, let's face it, it, it does get tough. Amen. And, and, you know, the gift of faith, it is. It is one of the greatest gifts we can yeah. pass along to our children, no matter yeah. what. Ev eventually they have to make it their own, but try to instill that in your children as you're raising them. So let's get on to the fact that you're married to one of my, my dear friends and sisters yeah. in Christ, Angie. Yeah, so um, after high school, you know, I went to Mundelein High School. After the grade school, I went to Mundelein. Um, I went to college, a Big Ten school, Purdue. So yes, I'm a Boilermaker, proud Boilermaker. Um, you know, after after college, in, in, in college itself, um, you know, I wasn't the type that really fought going to, going to church when I was away from home, but I didn't go much. I had to say it was, sure. you know, if I didn't stay out very late, maybe I made it, or friends. You know, we, we always joke, Purdue is the largest uh, Catholic college in Indiana, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that they have 13,000 students there. So there were a lot there, but it just wasn't a priority for me. Yep. Um, and so after college, um, I got a job with Walmart, and I got transferred to Kentucky, and uh, Radcliffe, Radcliffe, Kentucky, which is Fort Knox area. And uh, while working there, I met Angie. Now, Angie is from Quebec. Um, yes. You know, fun story for her. Her mom sent her for six months to get away from a boyfriend up in Canada, if you will. <laughs> and so we met, we met there. And, you know, Letty, it, it, you know, it's just time you meet some people and God gives you the grace to see like their heart or just to see the tenderness. And like you said, you've known Angie for a long time now. Yes. And um, even from a distance before I got to talk to her, I'm like, I know I'm going to meet that girl. And, um, you know, like two weeks we went out and I think it was four months we were engaged. Wow. Which was pretty, we were young. Angie was young. We were yes. 19 and 24 back. Wow. Um, but that's why I, I met Angie. Um, and so this would have been in 1989, like October, the end of 1989. Um, and I, being at Walmart, you get transferred a lot, and they, they, you know, all my family lives up around the Mundelein area, around Lake Beach, Gray's Lake area, and my store manager came to me and said, hey, you know where Round Lake Beach is? I said, of course I know where. He's like, well, that's going to be your next store assignment. Oh, my goodness. So in June of 90, I asked Angie, you know, um, she wasn't going to go back to Canada. We were engaged, and so my parents were so gracious and kind. They let us move into their house. Um, which was, you know, some of my siblings thought it was hilarious. Angie had her base, her bedroom in the basement, and I was up in my old bedroom that I grew up in. Sure. And so we moved to Mundelein, um, back to Mundelein, this area. That's what brought me back, back into this area. Um, and so, um, yeah, a year later, 
in at St. Mary's, the Annunciation, and if you're familiar with that, they have the old chapel, the old church where I went to grade school in that. Um, in July of 91, Angie and I, Angie and I got married. Beautiful. So share a little bit about your family and so and it, it was great you know I, I had gone back at that time after we got married I had gone back to college um, I wanted to finish computer science that I started the first so the first three years we moved back to West Lafayette to Purdue I pursued my computer science um, and for us it was great um, you know she was working full-time you know and I think it was normal you know Angie's background she didn't get confirmed or sacraments a little bit later um, and once we got married um, she didn't grow up the same I did going to church you know all the time in that um, and so I, I started going to church more regularly myself and sometimes Angie would join and sometimes I didn't and I, you know I don't remember it being a big deal for me more than it's just a witness right that's sure. her her thought to it um, after I finished there I got a job with Motorola it brought us back to this area which was great because mm -hmm. my family's there yep. and by the time we came back we were pregnant with my first daughter Erica Beautiful. And so we have three kids. Erica was born, you know, I thought my parents were crazy with the six kids in six and a half years. Well, our first three kids were born in 39 months. So wow. between Erica and Kyle, it was like, at the time, you know, we were just doing, you know, working. Yep. Um, you know, life, life was fine right our prayer life was okay we prayed with the kids but I, it was hectic sure um, I was very career oriented um, focused on my career focused on my work I was a software engineer with Motorola um, you know and I just did you know what I thought was um, you know was right for the family sure. so I was gone a lot um, you know I took a consulting job that paid more money this was in the in the 90s when yep employment was crazy if you remember mm -hmm. you know salaries went up really high yes um, and so by the time 97 came with me and Angie, um, you know, things were, things were, I would say, a little bit off, right? A little bit off, you know, for us. It was getting more difficult. Um, I would travel Monday through Friday. I would come home to work. Um, we still maintain, you know, our kids, Erica, we were going to bring them to the Catholic Aid School. Um, but for us, we kind of lost that, lost that connection with God, I would say, as, as just life got Lot, in the way yeah that's a great way to say it ladies like life got in the way yep you know and it didn't and it and we didn't take time for ourselves mm -hmm. um like i said you know i was i was you know really focused on my career yep um angie was you know we had the kids she was raising the kids she, as she best raising, as she could, she could yep. on it yep um on the background on that um and so, you know, that's kind of the background to that. And I would say, though, you know, for us, we've started to fall in some, you know, pretty hard times, like year seven, eight, so, you know, 98, 99 for us, where um, we started going through the motions, if you will. Yep. Right? God wasn't at the center. Certainly for me, when I think about where it is today, God in my life back then, wasn't at the center I did. Right. You know, my relationship with God was more, um, you know, he was on the sidelines. Yes. And I, and, I, and I would go through this lady repeatedly. I would say, God, this is what I want. And I'd run to the sideline and he'd give me a play and I'd go out there and try to do it. And I didn't ask for any help. Right. And when it worked, I was like, God, oh, did you see that great throw? Yes. <laughs> you see how, thanks, God. That was a good play. But you see how well I did. And when it didn't work, I was mad at him. Yes. Right? And I'm saying in the work and at home and when things just didn't go our way. Right. Um, that was my relationship with God. Okay. Um, Angie and I didn't pray much together. Right. Um, we prayed with the kids. Um, we, we did the things for dinner, but um, 
we prayed with the kids and did that. Um, and then it started getting really, you know, just farther and farther away for us, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was getting darker, you know? I you know, I think, as I think back, you know, on our journey and in those days, it's, it's pretty hard to think through. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it, it got hard. And, you know, we pulled away from God, both of us ourselves, and we pulled. And, um, you know, our marriage was in trouble. Yes. Right? And it was a lot of trouble. Yep. And what I would tell those listening is, you know, it was on both sides. You know, I did things that were tangy. Yep. Yep. Right? She did things to me. I hurt her. She hurt me. Yes. I hurt my family. Yes. My oldest brother. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there's things that happened through the family in that time of 98 that... Um, it, it was just dark, Letty. Yep. That's all I can say. And these things that were trying to, to pull us apart. Yes. Right. And, um, you know, again, I go back to that foundation that we had, you know. Um, it all blew up. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. It yeah. all blew up in like 90 and 99. Yeah. And in our area became a very public things of things that happened in that. You know, and Angie and I were devastated. She was hurt. I was hurt. Um, you know, I ended up without a job, you know, and really, I just remember in July of 99, we were both broken. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, we were trying to do right by our kids. We were trying, you know, trying to raise a family. Yes. Um, you know, I have a world that puts a lot of pressure on you on, this was 90s, so people buying bigger house, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, this is your life at that time. The reality to it, and I didn't understand a lot what was going on. Yeah. Like, well, huh. let me just add yeah. something in here, sure. okay? So you're talking about the fact that you, you married this beautiful woman, you loved her, you're start, you're raising your family, you're doing the best you can, but then again, this relationship with God kind of, you know, weakens. You don't keep Him in the center. Life is kind of overwhelming, and a lot of darkness descends. Right? A lot of darkness descends on both of you. And truly, I want the listeners to hear this, right? That there is an enemy to our souls, right? There is an enemy who works against us day in, day out, trying to keep us from living out the plan that God has for us, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in our work life, whether it's in our relationship with our God. So that is a reality, and that was part of what was probably happening here because you didn't have God at the center of your life, right? I, I would agree with that, and that's a great way to describe And what I would say what would happen is there were things that happened just as didn't make sense. Things got blown out of proportion. Things got escalated so quickly. Things wouldn't just seem right. And right. there are times Angie and I just looked at each other and said, what is going on? Like, like right. You know, why are you acting this way? Or why why is your reaction that way? And when I think back on it, those are the things that, you know, I, as I learned in my faith journey are signs. You know, when things right. happen in a relationship and the and the reaction is so odd proportion, is so just you you think back and you're like, Where is that? There's outside forces that pull us away. Definitely to pull me and Angie away. Right. The time we didn't recognize what was going on it. Of course. Um but God was there. He always is. Like God was in the middle, and I and if I can share a story of of how that happened, you know, and so, um, it was dramatic for you know for my for my parents, like I said, my family, my painful. brother, painful for it, um, for Angie's, 
you know, mom and her dad. And it yep. was just, it's just one of those things. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of people telling us their opinions and their thoughts on what we should do and what we shouldn't and who we are and what we're not. Yes. Um, you know, most people would tell you what we went through. You shouldn't make it through. Most parents is, you know, she goes separate way, all these things. But I had this dear friend um, through the midst of this, like, like I said, it was public. A friend that I've known since four years old. And I, I remember sitting in my living room on the couch and this, I doubt I had a cell phone. <laughs> I was in the mid. You know, maybe I had an old cell phone and Kevin, his name's Kevin. And I got a phone call. And the words that came from, from Kevin's was just, I answered and he said, hey, Brian, this is Kevin. I said, hey, Kevin. You know, and I, I, I just knew. Probably he knew something. Yep, yep. And he said to me, Levin, he said, you know, I hear a lot about you these days. I, I really don't know what's going on. But then he said these words that just I'll never forget. He said to me, all I can tell you is a divorce is not an option for you and Angie. Praise God. It was the most love it was the most loving words that I heard. Amen. I couldn't believe it. Like I, it I, I it was the beginning to this healing, like through all this darkness, through this cloud, my head was spinning, you know, I was felt bad for what I right. did for the people I hurt. Right. And there was this drop of hope from a guy I've known since four years old. Um, and it was just was amazing. And I think, you know, I look at those, you and we've talked about, we call those God moments or holy moments. Yes, yes. You know, I truly believe the Holy Spirit was working through Kevin. No doubt. And forever grateful for it. I just, I just when I got up on the phone, I remember just crying. Like, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for, for that. Yes. Right? For that, that moment of grace to at least clear, clear it a little bit, clear the heads, and just to know that God was there. Yeah. So, okay, you're in the middle of this terrible crisis, a lot of pain. How did, what did you do next once you started making, you know, a recommitment to fight for this marriage? You know, that took a while, that, that commitment right there. You know, Angie and I, you know, sat and had a lot of conversations, probably talks that we should have been having for, right. for a while. Um, you know, I think, obviously, we, we, we prayed. Yes. You know, that message from Kevin was clear. We talked about that. I'm like, um, Angie, you know, a lot of people are, like, nobody was giving us hope, right? right. Faith, like, we were going to make it through us. Um, and my parents, um, the first thing that we did is they put us in contact with a beautiful priest, um, the late Father Ron Lewinsky. Beautiful. At St. Mary's Annunciation. Like, okay. I had nowhere else to turn, yes. you know? And at this time, you know, I was running to the sidelines a lot different, right? Yes. A lot of that ego was gone. You know, I was broken. Yes. And the, the, the healing started with Father Ron. Like, he helped me and Angie kind of just start walking through God's love and God's mercy for us. Um, he didn't judge us. Yes. You know, we told him the story. He knew the detailing. And he just kept reassuring that, you know, God loves us. Amen. And he's going to be there with us. And it was reassuring. Super Right? Reassuring. We didn't have anyone to go through. Now, it was, it was rough through it. But what Father Ron brought us to was the sacraments. Right? Yes. Like the sacraments of healing. 
you know, and the sacrament healings you have to make, you know, there's things you have to do and to go to your family, to go to my brother like I did and apologize to him and apologize to the people we hurt. Yes, yes. You know, but what it did is gave us confidence, like just a fortitude that we had is like we didn't want to give up. Yes. Like we honestly at the time I still didn't, I couldn't see what it looked like on the other side, but um, we didn't want to give up to it. Um no, and he, he, he recommended a counselor for us. Yes. I, 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 <laughs> I won't tell you my counseling story, but I've never did counseling, and you know yes. I'm a type A personality. could never figure out how that works, but Dr. Merrill was a beautiful man, that Catholic counselor, I think it was important to Angie and I, that like, sure. if we're going to heal, that we're going to let God help us through this, um, mm-hmm. if we can. Yes. Um, and so we went to him, and we started seeing this counselor, you know, and it was tough. Sure. I'm not going to lie, you know, we just try to get into our routine. Yeah. You still have to take care of the kids and get up. Yes. Um, but we sort of saw or felt the graces, you yeah. know, come alive at different parts to that. For sure. And, and you know, counseling like that makes you look at the brokenness, and that's hard to do. Yeah. Right? Oh, gosh. And so it is, it's something that a lot of people avoid because they don't want to look at their brokenness. They don't want to admit the mistakes they've made or dig up some of the stuff, open up the closet door with all the skeletons. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard work. Yeah, but God calls us to heal. He calls us to be honest and open with these struggles so he can bring them to the light. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I, I think that that's that's right. I mean, to say that... Angie, I did this by herself. God was in the middle. I see that now. Um, yep. Just to even be by the other on the other side to that. And like I said, it was a little bit challenging. Um, you know, we're talking, this, it took years. Yes, you know, of this course. Is this is that not you something you get over. Heal, heal through that. In a few but months. What, what, what I think you need to do to heal is you need to be intentional and you need to be vulnerable. Yes. And... It took me a while to get to that vulnerability spot to it, but sure. But God kept like bringing like another moment that happened for me through this healing. So now we're I don't know how many years later, a couple years, three years, and we had ups and downs. Yeah, of course. There were times where we said, "Okay, you know what? This is just too hard. Too hard. Like yeah. like we weren't supposed to be together. Right. We'd say right. things like that. Right. And one particular time, um, you know, I was just like, God, like why is this so hard? You know, and, you know, I know you, you have four kids. I have three kids and you love them in the daytime. You know, they can be very challenging at times. <laughs> exactly. But when they sleep, when you put your little ones down and they're laying in their beds to me. Yes. It's like angels. And this was a couple years later, three years later. I, I just went into each other's room. I went into Erica's room and just looked at her. You know, the gift that God gave Angie and I, the responsibility that we took on as husband and wife. I went into Jeremy's room. And by the time I got into God, Kyle's room, I, I just felt this presence of God, and I got on my knees. And I said to God, I said, look, I can't do this. Like, me and Angie can't do this without you. We can't do this to our kids. We can't. But we can't move on without 100% relying on you. Yes. And I think that was the second part of my conversion to say, like, turning it over to God. Yes. You know, and I don't even know if I truly knew at the time what that meant, but all I knew is that, like, I didn't have the strength anymore, and Angie yeah. didn't have the strength. Um, we were healing, 
we're getting past those hurts from the past and moving on but yes it was yeah. a beautiful that moment those god moments yeah and i know that you guys went on a retrovi retreat that was and that lesson. was also a, a gift so, you know, for anyone who's listening, you may be having uh, problems in your marriage. God is the answer. He's got yeah. all the answers for you. He, he, wants is the, to heal you. he wants to heal you, and He wants to heal your marriage, and He wants us to stay united to those spouses that we have vowed to, to be faithful to with His help. But we cannot do it without the grace of God. So we're going to a, a little commercial break, but don't go away because there's more, more and more to Brian's story. And he wants to share how God took him on a personal journey of healing within his own heart. We'll be right back after this short break. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. A prayer for deliverance with Father John Regis, the rector of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult of the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, the children, the grandchildren, the nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters, and families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices and we invoke Mother Mary also and all the saints in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may you send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to feed them and may our Mother Mary place her mother in the mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall Amen Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MAT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Welcome back, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Healing the Whole Person, and I have Deacon Brian Fisher with me here in the studio. And Brian was just sharing uh, part of his personal witness uh, about some of the early years of his um, journey uh growing up as a cradle Catholic, getting married to this beautiful woman, Angie, but running into hard times in marriage and uh, kind of having crisis, a crisis in their marriage. And yet, through it all, God's grace was enough, and God's grace yes. Yes. is what got you to kind of yeah. turn your life around with Angie. Yeah, we couldn't have done it for sure without that. And Amen. the support of the church. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so, you know, again, I, I just want people, anyone who, who is listening in and, and maybe having a struggle with their marriage again, you will hear a lot of people, as Brian and Angie did when they were struggling, you will hear a lot of worldly opinions telling you, give it up, it's not worth it, walk away, you know, be free, seek out a divorce, whatever that, those worldly opinions are. But we have to always turn to our Lord and ask the Lord, what do you want for us, Lord? And he's never going to say divorce unless there's some terrible abuse going on, right? He wants couples to be committed to that vow. It's a sacrament. We make a sacrament together. Right. And and that was, that commitment was true for me and Angie too. That kept that going back to that sacrament. Exactly. Um, Even though they were, you know, people are like, yeah, these, you know, in, in some people's mind, I think there's a sin or sins that just go over the border. Right. You know, I would say to our listeners, that's not true. God heals all, right? I mean, he, he wants to heal. He wants to heal He himself. wants you to come to him. He wants you to rely on him. And if we rely on that, if yes. we rely on that grace and we're intentional and vulnerable to it, you know, I, you, there's, there's nothing you can't get through. Amen. So, okay, so now we're going to get to the other part of your story, which is, okay, you, you start at least working through this difficulty. You're making progress. Life is still difficult, right? It's not perfect by any means. And that's true for all of us, right? Marriage is hard. Yeah. Raising kids is hard. Right. So, like I said, we had the three kids. We made the commitment, um, just much like my parents did, to send the kids to St. Gilbert School. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you know I'm assigned as a deacon at St. Gilbert's in Grays Lake. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, it's you know it's a hectic year, right? So we had you know first, second kindergartner or first, second, third kindergartner and yes. all the activities that go through it. You know, I was still very committed to my career. Yes. Um, Letty, you can attest to that. I can. <laughs> How much? <I'll laughs> so you know, and, and it, it was better though. Yes. Right? And. We got involved in ministry in our church. You know, I I think a chain for me and Angie, too, was this heart of gratitude. Yes. Right? To to say, thank you, Lord, uh, for helping us get through this. Like, we we, we saw a different side of God in our relationship. Yes. And, And I'll tell you, Letty, this wasn't settling. I guess that's an important to yes to point out. It wasn't like me and Angie said, you know, okay, we just want us to... Like, can we get to a point that it's just like, okay, we don't feel the pain anymore and we settle on it. Now, that's not what God wants. Right. It's the healing that allowed us to move on in, in true conversion exactly. of our heart. And you weren't just that. staying together only for the no. kids. Not no. at all. It, it was It was part of the reason to yeah. fight for your marriage, right? Yeah. But it wasn't settling just because, yeah. oh, I don't want to hurt my children. Right. Yeah. Right. No, Neither of us could ever picture the... Christmas without the kids and that was just that I'd say that was thank just you so, Lord for that yeah so yeah so then fast forward to the kids starting in high school and that and it was hectic for us and you know life can run you down just yes. you know uh, the economy went bad in 2008 I lost my job again in 2008 yep. um, you know things were going on at that time um, and I believe that's about when when Angie and I met and, and met you And um, I was involved in different ministry. One of the blessings was spread, which is um, religious ed for for the disability that Sister Donna had brought. And it was a great blessing. Um, I saw the Holy Spirit so alive in these kids. It it was good. But we were still missing, you know, something out of it. Life was getting to it. And I think it was, um, one of it was just that personal relationship, getting deeper relationship. Maybe there were still hurts from the past, you know, things that God wants to to heal in us. Um, 
and, and one of the things that changed, I think, Angie, you invited Angie out of nowhere to go on a student well, no, youth so conference. here's what happened <laughs> i had um announced that i was taking students including my children to these steubenville catholic summer retreats yeah. and she came up to me and said can i go with you and i was so thrilled because nobody had ever shown interest in wanting to go and help me escort these kids on this retreat and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, please go with me. <laughs> and I think that was the beginning. And, you know, I mean, that was, what, 10, 12 years ago when yes. that happened. And these things started happening. Um, you know, is, is the ups and downs with this God, just like those holy moments with my friend Kevin, just like that moment in the, in the bedroom with the kids, God had holy friends like you into our lives. Yes. And it's amazing because I don't know, you know, our kids kind of knew each other in school. Right. Um, you know, I was telling Angie, like, I wanted to start a, a Bible study or be part of one. One day, my, our friend Paul Fierce walks up to me out of the blue and says, hey, you know, I'm thinking about a Bible study group. You want to come <laughs> join? My jaw dropped. Yeah. i like, how did you know? And I thought Angie put him up to that. She's like, he had no idea. God, God provides. And so there was a group of us. Um, some of them that's been on Deacon Tom Beagle these guys I didn't know my husband Chris Your Medina hu- yes <laughs> like they, we got together and started meeting regularly down in what Paul um, man cave Bible study <laughs> and it was a blessing right it helped us Beautiful. to get together um, it really started just drawing us closer to God yearning for this relationship with God um, Angie joined the Steubenville Youth Conferences um you know the team ministry that helped with you she got involved with that right going to these conferences and really watching the effect that god had at these conferences on these teenagers lives um and so i think how god was forming us um was just in that path bringing in holy friends um i you know i've said it we were a group of misfits if you ask me like we didn't know each other i mean it's because we didn't play sports together we didn't and god just put us together right these different people in our life that wanted the same thing that yes. wanted a de- deeper relationship with god wanted their marriages to be better wanted to really just just feel as god's love right and yes. do and so we had that going um and my daughter she went through high school she graduated franciscan university and another moment i share that happened to me on this conversion before i even ever thought about becoming a deacon or this healing that happened um, she went to Steubenville after that. Um, you know, she looked at the big, you know, she got accepted to IU. I don't know if I would have been happy if she, well, I know what I told her. I wouldn't <laughs> pay for it, no. So she went to Steubenville. We're ecstatic. You know, it was the right place for it. It's, it's a very Catholic place, and it was something that was great for Erica. Well, they have um, in Austria a campus there that we went, um, the Parents Week there. Um, and so we went out there. Again, I wasn't, you know, I kind of fought going on this. Yes, um, I remember. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, with the cost, the money I'm paying for kids' college. And, and again, my friend Kevin and his, his wife Kathy, we, we were talking about it. We met at dinner or like around Thanksgiving, and she looked at me and she said, you're going. And she was really adamant. How beautiful. I'm like, what are you? She's like, you got to get a credit card. You have to do this. You have to. She's like, but I think you need to go. And I walked away from it. I'm like, and, and I love Kathy and Kevin, but she's not, I mean, about those things. I, I, and so I said, I guess, Angie, we, we need to go. 
So when we went there, um, it was a beautiful campus. Letty, you've been there. Yes, your daughter Rachel beautiful. was there. Um, it's just a very holy place there. Well, Franciscan is known for their praise and worship, you yes. know, which I love the music and yes. getting into that. But I've never been prayed over. Yes. You know, and I, you know, I've seen it. Um, I've seen other people prayed for, but I don't know. I've never felt called to be prayed over. Yes. You know, and so one of their big events in that week is a praise and worship festival praise session where there's a lot of, pr you know, prayers, singing, praising God out loud to it. Yes. And Franciscan had these prayer groups. And one of the guys with us, Scott, walked up to me when I was chatting with someone I'd never been prayed for. And he looked at me and he's like, you've never been prayed over? I said, no. He's like, you're going to be prayed over. I'm like, really, Scott? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and I think God put it his, on his heart to me. For sure. So now I'm on one end of the room. Erica is with her teams over there. And I said, okay, all right, I'll, I'll do this, do this. And I don't know if you have, you've, you've seen people yes. prayed over. And, and he, and he goes, and Scott just challenged me and said, I'm going to pray with you. Is that okay? And I said, yeah. It was an amazing experience. It, it was, um, so I went over there and people want to pray for, and, you know, and I didn't, you know, for my kids and just, you know, our f kids to grow well and to, to grow. And they started praying for me and literally, let it, I, like, after, I don't know how long when they were praying, everything went silent. Now, keep in mind, music was playing. And I'm like, why'd they stop playing music? I'm like, is it over? And I did it. But it was so peaceful. Mm. Like this peace came over, uh, you know, on me where I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear really nothing. And I felt moments like on a cloud. Yes. You know, and then I don't know how long that went on for. But then all of a sudden above me, you know, I heard someone saying, our father. I'm like, what is that? And so I slowly opened my eyes and I was on, the, I was laying on the ground and so <laughs> you didn't even know that you know i had no idea yes they call it slain in the holy spirit but yes. it was something i've never experienced how beautiful in my life and i and and i was like you know and i'm not a skinny guy either and i thought i remember thinking to myself i'm these poor girls that were praying behind me like how did, <laughs> how did i not get hurt or even because i don't know what kind of oh. what happened but it was just a most god just showing his love again for Amen. me like you know Amen. not deserved you know it just happened right. I looked up and it was so emotional for Erica. She was bawling and on the other side of the room. To see you prayed over and to, to be affected so powerfully. To be affected and to be vulnerable. Yes. You know, they, my kids weren't used to seeing that side to me. Yes. Um, yes. You know, you heard you all say you're a little different these days and maybe it's true and yep. I accept that. But Praise it, God. that was one of the conversions to it, right? So I would say this was like 15, 2015 when we went to it. So beautiful. Um, just a lot of prayer. Um, that you know happened so I think that's the holy friends that we had that came in our life that God is there God is through Steubenville yes Angie and I started praying together yes right that mm -hmm. was another thing that happened through the ro her rosary sisters that she yeah, called so, you so just that. let me insert that piece so yeah. one of the times that Angie and I drove in the car to Franciscan University in Steubenville Ohio because my oldest daughter and your oldest daughter are the same age and they both attended that university I talked Angie's ear off about just all things related to the Lord and I invited her at the end of it to join the rosary group and and she did she joined it and she became a very faithful member and we began to pray for a lot of graces for all you know we prayed right. for graces for all of our families right yeah. and again it prayer works guys prayer works yeah, and I think what Angie did, we were pretty beaten down at that time, too. You know, just sure. nothing, just life. Sure. 
Sure. Right, trying to get through, and that was a huge grace in the family. Um, and it took a while for us to pray. You know, Angie will share the stories. Like every time I ask you, you get crabby at me at the wrong time. And, <laughs> but she, God love her, she never gave up she asking. She was persistent. She at never inviting you to pray with her. The other thing I think that happened at that time, um, and honestly, I don't know who asked us or invited us to be consecrated to Mary. And it probably was out of the, thought out of it was probably you, Letty. <laughs> The Lord did put that on my heart. <laughs> um, and we did. And so, um, you know, we went through that, and that was a beautiful thing. And again, it's around this time of our faith journey growing, 15 into 16. Yes. You know, and all along I had no I- idea what God was, God was, at least for me personally, like preparing my heart for. Because God heals us, and God heals our hearts and wants to continue, but I think it's for a purpose, right? Amen. I mean, as Christians, we're called... Um, one, to get ourselves and everyone into heaven and just carry the light into the world. Yes. And then one day, two friends walk up to me, Deacon Tom v. <laughs> and Letty Medina, and, and I just, I, I couldn't believe it. They said, you know, I think you ought to consider a diaconate. And I was like, <laughs> wait. I was like, <laughs> I, you know, you wait for the punchline of one of those. I'm like, come on, Letty. I mean, and They've, they've watched my work habits and they've watched my how I went about my work you know and I and I told them I'm like you know I they're yeah thank you <laughs> I remember, thank you for that that I was, so that was truly an invitation from our Lord just it happened to come through Deacon Tom and I was the messenger <laughs> yeah and so I I, I I literally, I didn't give it any much more thought. Besides, I gave all my reasons, right? The right. kids were in school. I had to go to work. I'm not going to class yes. and all yes. these things. Well, I don't know how many months later, um, obviously, we went on this, this Steubenville <laughs> retreat one summer again. And this time, I was a leader, yes. right, with the kids and the group. They have adoration. And I don't know, God just put on my heart, like, you know, I don't know. There's things that happened in that retreat that was just so clear to me yes like when god speaks to your heart you sometimes it's words sometimes it's not right i was like really i remember saying that god just by myself in that adoration really god like okay so typical me i'll give you a year (laughs) that's what i said to him so so fast forward through that i had to come home i had to get the application we're in the middle of july it was supposed to really be done by I don't know, June, and I went to uh, Deacon Bob Hall, and, and we got the interview. And I said, Bob, I, Deacon Bob, I, don't, I really don't think I should be here. You know, I have all these things going on in my life. And he just kind of stood back, and he looked at me and Angie, and he said, you guys are perfect for this. Oh. I'm like, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. I like that didn't work. And so we did. And Letty, what a blessing. You know, I mean, that was four and a half years ago. We would have been ordained last. But just the graces to that, and one year led to two. Amen. Um, the second year after the end of that aspirancy. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you again, just like when our marriage was like that and that the intentionality and the vulnerability that Angie and I said, okay, we'll at least explore this. Mm-hmm. I mean, who like you truly think that God is calling you to something. I mean, who wouldn't want to, why not give it a chance? Right. Um, I'll just share, you know, some of the things, holy friend yourself that happened through that. One day we're in team ministry and I said, you know, this was the second year into it when we when when we were into the program. I was explaining to Letty, you know, I think God's calling me about my work. Like, really examine my relationship with work. And do you remember what you told me? <laughs> I, I think I said, yeah, you're you're addicted to work. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you know, you're a workaholic, aren't you? Don't you? 
<laughs> and I just remember thinking that he's saying, "Oh my gosh, first of all, I w- you weren't clear. I'm like, could you could you tell me again? <laughs> like, what, what did you mean by that? No, but it was perfect, you know. And you said it with love and compassion. And it yep. was something I I did struggle with, right? To For say, sure. you know, I was getting closer to God, but He certainly wasn't in the middle of everything I did, right? right? right. I, you know, I compartmentalized it to it. Absolutely. Um, I remember. Entering into the act, I'm still very close to my Purdue buddies. You know, yes. I've talked about them. You know, we've met all the time over the years. And a friend of mine has a lake house. And the day that we got accepted into the program, we drove. Now, these are guys that go way back to my early days of college when a lot of partying. Were, <laughs> <laughs> our Grateful Dead days and the yes. things that we did. Right. And I, and what was, what, really affirmed it for me and Angie we were nervous telling him they're all you know we said we had something to share and they're you're pregnant I'm like okay we're too old to be pregnant no <laughs> so I sat him down and we were in this circle there was probably 12 with their husbands and wife and we explained to her the journey we've been on and I, I really wasn't sure what the reaction was going to be it was a mixed reaction it was so or a great reaction from him it was solid they were all like I could see that I'm how like, beautiful really uh, affirmation I can get it I was like whoa so the yeah, they were really supportive. Love the guys and the women in that. Um, been supportive of me through that. So yeah, I you know I just grateful for um, God's healing right in that moment to say yes to those things to be vulnerable to it. And one year became two years, and I said, okay, God, we'll do it again. And God love Angie for writing the letters and saying I'm still on board every year to, to say support yeah. you. Um, and then it becomes a point through the journey where you know you think healing's done. Right? right on this you think like wow I've come so far yeah. and I want to share just if we have enough time yes. to share um, so as part of um, being ordained right there's the kind of requirement of a retreat you know Father Grob had to go through it priests go through it yes. and, I, and I had mine the week in September so I got ordained September 26 and so the five day retreat was a week or two before that mm-hmm. now we're in COVID it was kind of it's online but thankful in this area, we have the Joseph and uh, or the Mary and Joseph Retreat House, and so I was there by myself for four days. Letty is a beautiful place. I think you've mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and there's one other place in this whole building, and there's a private chapel for prayer. It was so quiet and peaceful, and so so I want to explain to you this moment I had with God. In this, so I'm in the chapel, and you know the day we would meet online through Teams and have reflection, and you know it's really to prepare your heart to. You know, you come to this realization, God called you, right? He picked you. This right. was what God wanted you for me as a deacon. Right. And so I was sitting there, and I hear this, God puts on my heart, do you love me? I thought, God, of course I love you. <laughs> like, five, this, you, <laughs> why are you asking me this? And so he showed me this beautiful image of a heart, this pure heart with like rays, like, you know, uh, the sacred heart rays coming out of that image, the picture yes, into yes. it. And it was a very beautiful, and I felt this warmth over me. And I was just like, that is awesome. Like, you know, and you could see there was grace pouring into heart. Yes. And I, and I asked God, like, okay, this, and it was nice. Why are you showing this to me? Like, what is, like, where, what's the meaning of this? And he didn't answer because that's just, God does that. And he says to me, the next thing I hear, do you trust me? And of course, God, I trust you. Like, you know, I trust you. You know, I felt like I was like Peter. I'm like, is there going to be a third one here? (laughs) Right. And so he showed me when I said, yes, I trust you. He showed me this heart, but it was a lot different than the other one. And it was a heart, you know, beautiful in nature, 
like hearts are because they're created in God in the image of God, but they had holes in it. Yeah. You know, there were rays, but some of the rays went through the holes in it. And what God was telling me, what God said to me, this is your heart. Yes. Right? And what he was telling me and showing me vividly in my mind was like, there's healing, right? And healing that still needs to happen and not because of God, just for me and our ministry and to preparing our hearts for ministry, preparing to be the Christian, the Catholic that we're called in the world. Amen. And it was a beautiful thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, like what are these things that I have to do? And and so he revealed a couple of them of things either from the past yeah. uh, that I had to work on, you know. And so that healing, you know, of myself as an individual is ongoing. Is ongoing. And I would tell you, it's painful, but it's worth it. Healing the heart. Yes. I kid you. Okay. If you haven't experienced it, it is a painful thing, much like a broken arm or leg. Yes. Um, but it's well worth it. And I'm so humble to God for those grace and those gifts of the healing for our marriage. Angie and I will be married 30 years next July. Praise God. Praise God. And without God. Him, His love. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story. And just for, again, anyone who's listening that maybe has you know, wounds in your heart. Most of us do, right? And it's an ongoing process. God will take you by the hand and he will lead you step by step, baby steps, because he knows where we're at. He knows what we can handle. And he'll give us the grace if we turn to him and trust. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Brian, for sharing your beautiful witness. May God be praised always. CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org.